Welcome to Crime Culture. Oh, we're back. I'm Haley. I'm Caitlin. And today, we're talking about... Mark David Chapman. Yes. yes. Also the killing of John Lennon. Yes, that is who he killed. He yes. was kind of a one-and-done killer. Yep, those are your faves. Um, the, I mean, they are and they're not. I don't know. We'll see what I have up my sleeve. Okay. I um, only glanced through your notes for this because I wanted to be, like, surprised. Because I know... I was surprised. I know the basic ins and outs. I think everyone knows the basic ins and outs of this because he it's shot so... Lennon. Yeah. Like, come on. But it's like, so popularized that. that, like, everybody knows. Yeah. I was actually surprised about the amount of people who didn't know the name Mark David Chapman, though. I mean, yes and no. Like, I feel like because I think it depends on your age because, and I'll get into this, like, mm-hmm. it was very well publicized both, like, when he killed him and then, like, after yeah. the fact. Well, it was very publicized that night that it happened, and I yeah. have a story about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I have a story about the 20th anniversary, Okay, I think. Let's see if it was, yeah, I think it was the 20th anniversary. All right. So, So let's right. get into it. So, Mark David Chapman was born on May 10th, 1955. My mom was also born in 1955. Oh. In Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, Fort Worth. Everyone in Texas is going to (laughs) be... We don't like this guy. Um, Born in Fort Worth, Texas to David Chapman, who was a staff sergeant in the U.S. Air Force, and his mom, Diane, who was a nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, He also had a sister named Susan, and she was seven years younger than him. Um, and David, their dad, physically abused both Mark and Diane, his wife. Ooh. And Mark even said that he lived in fear of his father and that his father was unloving toward him when he was a child. I mean, that's one of the token uh, yeah. n- notes of... Family issues. Is of always, a serial killer. Yeah. Not that he's a serial killer, but like... But in the mind of a killer. Yeah. Yeah. They um, had rough childhood. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and so as a child, Chapman began to have... Here we go fantasies of king-like power over a group of imaginary little people who lived in his bedroom walls, which, shocking, was presumably resulted from his father's abuse. I wouldn't have put that together. Yeah, no shit. It doesn't take a fucking (laughs) psychology major Um, to say, like, somebody who was abused wants control over their own fucking life. Right. Yeah. Um, So by the time Chapman was 14, he was in Columbia High School in Decatur, and he was still a in Texas, still in Georgia. Oh, okay. sorry, my bad. Um, and he was involved in drugs and skipping class. He just 14? kind of like at fourteen, Oof. he was just kind of like in like a bad like. Crowd. Well, it was in the sixties. If he was born in fifty five, then he, like the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, so that was a very drug time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But fourteen, still kind of young. Fourteen, still kind of young. Yeah. Um. He said that he was bullied at school because he wasn't a good athlete. Mm. And at one point, he even ran away from home and lived on the streets of Atlanta for two weeks. Oh, this shit. Is still while he's 14. And um, that's not like you run away from home as a little kid, you make it down the street. Like, yeah. He, he for two weeks? Yeah, for two in weeks. Atlanta he lived in the on 70s. the streets of Atlanta. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and they said that, again, that can be presumed as being due to, again, shockingly, an unhappy home life and school life. Oh, really? Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Shocking, isn't it? Seriously. Um, So, however, he obviously eventually returned. 
Um, and in 1961, at the age of 16, Chapman became a born-again Presbyterian. Whoa. And he, yeah, like, whole 180. Religious at that age. And also... Like, finding you your from, religion at that age. Uh, finding your religion at that age, going from, like, zero to 60 in, yeah, like, seriously. a second. Uh, just, okay. Want to know what happened in those two weeks in Atlanta? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. What he saw see? some shit. Yeah. Um, and so then also, after converting to Presbyterianism, he met his first girlfriend, Jessica Blankenship. Okay. And he began working as a YMCA summer camp counselor, and he was actually very popular with the kids, and they nicknamed him Nemo, which I, I probably wasn't so funny back then, but I think it's hysterical now. Nemo? That's weird. All right. Yeah, he needed his lucky fin to kill jo- um, John Lennon. But, like, um, Nemo wasn't a thing then. What, what actually, is- I wondered if it had to do with... Um, the 20,000 leagues or 10,000 leagues or whatever it was under the sea because in that book I think it's 20,000 leagues under the I think it's 20,000 too I don't yeah. know fact uh, check 20 us. sounds right um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with fact that check one us. but the protagonist is Captain Nemo he's the one that the Nautilus ah. submarine he's the one that like All captains right. it All right. so I wondered if it had anything to do with that and I mean maybe and as we'll get into he's a very literary person yep Mark yep. David Chapman I remember that so so he actually won an award for outstanding counselor and was made an assistant director of the camp. That's cool. Because, like, the kids loved him so much. Yeah. And overall, like, he was really starting to turn his life around. He had, like, a girlfriend. That's awesome. He had a religion. He had a job. Like, he was back at home. He was back at school. Yeah. He wasn't living on the streets of Atlanta. Um, but around this time, a friend of his recommended the book The Catcher in the Rye mm. to Chapman. And the story eventually took on, like, a great personal significance to him, Mm. to the extent that he reportedly wished to model his life after Holden Caulfield, who was the book's protagonist. Now, I have a theory that I've brought up to a couple people, and it has since proven to be pretty right. So I had a theory that if you preferred Catcher in the Rye or The Great Gatsby in high school, um, depending on which book you liked better, you liked a whole slew of other books more like i preferred catcher in the rye i really responded yeah, to catcher I, yeah, in the rye in i high really school. preferred that one. i loved it so that means you and me would probably have the same taste in books and we because do because my sister part. and like my friend podcast together yes so, yeah <laughs> my sister and my friend taylor both preferred the great gatsby and they like mm-hmm. very similar books now see but i also really liked the great gatsby i I really, didn't. really did not like The Great Gatsby. Yeah, I, I really liked that one, too. Like, it was, I liked them both. Just a personal thing. I just was not a fan of just the whole story in general. I liked yeah, like I just, the I, dumb, angsty bullshit of Holden Caulfield. I liked the dumb, angsty bullshit of Holden Caulfield, but I also liked the dumb, angsty bullshit of Daisy Buchanan. Because there's that one line where she's like, she wants her daughter to be a pretty fool, and I felt that. Because I feel like if you're remotely intelligent then you're more aware of how just how shitty the world is yeah and people were i remember people in my class were always like why would she say she wants her daughter to be stupid and pretty like that's so like self-centered because yeah, she's pretty she gets everything and she's stupid she doesn't have to see all of the hard terrible shit in the world yeah. i was like oh i feel yeah. that yeah i i feel like like bits and pieces of it but the story as a whole i was just not into like the story of these rich people nothing oh nothing i did but yeah. i guess that's a story for another day oh story for another yes. day um so he became like obsessed it, with this yeah book. basically obsessed yeah and so after he graduated from high school chapman moved to chicago and he performed with a friend in churches and christian nightclubs and so chapman would play the guitar and his friend would mm. do impressions cool 
And so he um, was in like a comedy duo or like I a- guess like he played the guitar and his friend did impressions so, like I'm assuming but also it was in churches and Christian nightclubs. So Christian nightclubs. Yeah, so I don't wow. know if it was a comedy duo or if the he was like the raucous night scene this of is the my Christian impression of Jesus. <laughs> oh god. This is my impression of Moses. Jesus um, Christ. So so um so he worked like on top of like obviously you're not going to make your bank doing guitar doing and guitar impressions in, yes. yeah in a um, nightclub so, for christians so he eventually moved on to fort chaffee i think it's called c-h-a-f-f-e-e that sounds right in arkansas and he worked for world vision with vietnamese refugees at a settle- at a resettlement camp oh wow and soon after he was actually named an area coordinator and a key aide to the program's director david moore like okay. this guy like he it was- looks like anything he puts his mind to like He's going to excel at. He excels at it. He does it. He, go- he like, goes from point A to point B. And, and, and he, like, the two jobs he's had is, like, being, like, a child director like at... people. Yeah. It sounds like he's he's helping people. Yeah, like, he, like he's you, trying to do good things. Yeah. And so this is why I'm I'm a little confused and like right now, fascinated like, by this. If you didn't know anything else about his, what he's going to do later on, you'd be like, this guy seems decent. Yeah. 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 Um, for all intents and purposes, like, yeah. At this he, point, he, he's still a decent guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he hasn't gone full Holden yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, David Moore, the director that he was the aide to, actually later said that Chapman really cared about the children in the camp and was a hard worker. So, mm. there we go. And um, Chapman accompanied Moore to meetings with government officials. And once he even got to shake the hand of then-President Gerald Ford. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, like... Well, that was like uh, Gacy got to meet um, Nancy Reagan, I think. Oh, like Mike. there's pictures of him with her. I think it was Nancy Reagan. Gacy, you I really had don't want to be job. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, so, but so after Chapman's brief stints in like Chicago and Arkansas, like he yep. eventually left Arkansas because he enrolled at Covenant College in Lookout Mountain, Georgia, and it was a Presbyterian liberal arts college. So he's still oh. with this Presbyterianism thing. Yeah. Um, and that was also where his girlfriend, Jessica, uh-huh. was going to school. Nice. However, Chapman fell behind in his classes after mm. feeling guilty over cheating on Jessica. Oh. As, as, as tends One to One thing happen. goes wrong and then everything and, starts to go wrong. Uh-huh. Um, so he, so he gets really depressed and he starts having suicidal thoughts because he felt like a failure because he was oh, Jesus, falling behind man. in his classes and he cheated on his girlfriend, Jessica. Yeah. I, something tells me Jessica's better off. Um, oh yeah, and just, yeah. So in soon, the long run, yes, yeah, yeah. I dodged think she, a goddamn I think she'll bullet. Be okay, um, but soon he like dropped out of Covenant College after Aww. just one semester. All this happened within oh, like wow. yeah, it all happened within like two seconds. He dropped out, and Jessica broke up with him soon after. And wow. I was like, you get out, girl. You go. Yeah, like run, Molly. You in danger, girl. <laughs> um, so he returned to work at the resettlement camp in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. But um, after an argument, I'm assuming with David Moore, he left. Yeah. Uh, Chapman then worked as a security guard and eventually took a week-long course to qualify as an armed guard. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, right? Um, so then Give he, that guy a weapon, man. Exactly. Like, let's do that. That sounds like a great idea. Um, so then he again tried enrolling in college, but once again dropped out. Mm. Um, so much for the, we were talking about, he starts and then he sticks with it. Maybe not. Yeah. Um. And maybe schooling's not his strong ma- suit. Not his forte. No. Um, I mean, that's true, because, like, he didn't do great in high school. Yeah. 
and then we got two attempts at college here. And I mean, yeah, it's not for everyone. So like, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, but as long as he can work and support himself and likes what he's doing, then exactly. If, and that he's if, not like, you know, liking what he's doing and that being what he's doing is, I don't know, maybe like shooting a beetle. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Um, so he ends up moving to Hawaii and his suicidal wow. thoughts came to a head when in 1977, he attempted suicide by carbon monoxide asphyxiation. Oof. So he was like 22. Oh my god. He was, he was like a little baby. Um, he connected a hose to his car's exhaust pipe, but oh, the hose god. melted and the attempt oh, failed. Oh, Jesus. So a psychiatrist admitted him to Castle Memorial Hospital in Hawaii for clinical depression. And after his release, he began working at the hospital, which I feel oh, wow. like... But also, you've admitted somebody into a mental hospital, and then you're going to hire him? Uh, what was he doing? Hospital? Um, he, it doesn't say here, like, it didn't really say, but I feel like it was probably something to do with, like, guarding yeah, or something, he like, did working with people. Yeah, he did security yeah. before, so, like, maybe it was something yeah. security-related. Um, so then his, his parents at this time also separated, which maybe also was a catalyst. For the best with his, yeah. his dad's um, abuse. And they were in the process of a divorce when Chapman's mother moved to Hawaii and began to live with him. Oh, okay. So, in 1978, Chapman went on a six-week trip around the world. And this is actually very interesting because everybody thinks automatically he was super inspired and super obsessed with Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. He was also really interested in Around the World in 80 Days, which was written by Jules Verne in 1956. Mm And he basically took this six-week vacation that was inspired by the book. Oh, wow. So he went to China, England, France, India, Ireland, Japan, Lebanon, South Korea, Singapore, Switzerland, and Thailand. And he also got into a relationship at this time with his travel agent, Gloria Abe. And on June 2nd, 1979, they got married. Chapman was 24. Wow. Um, so he continued to work at the hospital. And, oh, it's I, I do... I. I see. I don't remember what I've written. Um, He worked as a printer (laughs) and he worked by himself as like just like a loner instead of having human interaction and working with the staff and the patients. Okay. So I guess took a toll too. Yeah. But I I guess like if the hospital already knows of his mental state and everything like that, they're like, well, we're not going to make this guy a security guard because he's already mentally unstable. Oh, but wait. Oh, no. He then got fired. Oh. I mean, well, yeah, he yeah he got fired. Okay. They rehired him. All right. Then he got into a screaming match with a nurse, and oh. he quit. All right, then. I'm sorry. I'm thinking if you fire the person, that's it. They don't get to come back. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Was um, he rehired for the same job? Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't understand that. And then it gets better. He got hired as a night security guard. He goes back to the, his job as a security guard. Um, and he begins drinking heavily. Mm. And his obsession with Catcher in the Rye deepened, and he also developed a series of obsessions, including art, music, and, most importantly, a John Lennon. Dun-dun-dun! Mm. And it begins. And so it begins. And this is where our story gets interesting, kids. Um, so Chapman, he actually played the guitar himself, as yeah, we know, yeah, because he played the thing. Yeah, <laughs> the weird nightclub. Yeah, in this weird nightclub. So he was also he was always a big fan of the Beatles. Like Lennon was the one that he and McCartney. Beatles were, were huge. The guitar, and yeah, um, and but he particularly idolized Lennon. Yes. Um, however, 
he turned against him after he became a Christian because Lennon made a joke in 1966 that kind of was like heard around the world mm. um, that the Beatles were, quote, more popular than Jesus. And this ah. infuriated him. He was like, nobody touches my Jesus. Don't touch my guns. Don't touch my Jesus. Yeah. And so in the southern United States, there were actually demonstrations that ranged from boycotts to like protests to for, album for burnings one, for one comment for like one that. comment that they were more for one joke yeah for one joke that's the danger of people who aren't of funny publicity oh, no yeah. people who aren't funny people who that's don't true. get jokes that's true that's true that's that's yeah a crux right. of our you're right. society is you're right there's you're right. a group of people They're too serious there's a group of people who don't understand fucking jokes and then they start burning beatles albums yes <laughs> whatever <laughs> talk about zero to 60 yeah um but then and i think that this is a big like it wasn't really like like oh this is probably why he did this i think that what's this next thing so chapman was in a prayer a prayer group okay and some members of the prayer group later were making jokes in reference to john lennon's song imagine and he's like imagine like there's no war imagine like people aren't hungry like it's it's like a sweet little song like for some reason i hear a lot of christmas don't really know why but then again right. maybe i do know why because he died right around christmas so what? that's true yeah <laughs> um, right before that <laughs> whoops um like you know that that was my thought process right yeah. there everybody got to witness my thought process um so but a lot of them made jokes in reference to imagine and chapman's childhood friend miles mcmanish recalled the joke um that it went imagine if john lennon was dead it's not a very christian thought it's not a very christian thought but we will notice that that is a trend with a lot of like like people subscribe like look at like the um what was that cult the um the one down in florida the kool-aid the kool-aid people uh it wasn't kool-aid it It wasn't kool-aid but it was it was was it powerade it was jonestown was it tang jonestown was the one with the um the tang no it was (laughs) Stop it with fucking Tang, man. It was, um... Tang. Fuck, I just listened to the uh, last podcast on the left. They did, like, a five-parter on Jonestown, and they did mention, like, it wasn't Kool-Aid, whatever. All right, either way, like, they didn't really subscribe to their whole thing either. Like, you'll see that, like... Yeah, it always starts as something good it's and when the turns. crazy people get involved it's sensationalist yeah. so like when you've got john lennon and when you've got yeah when you've got john lennon sitting around making jokes when you've got chapman sitting around and he's someone who's been known to follow through on shit who's been known to follow through on shit who's been to a mental hospital not that there's any stigma but also like you you don't poke the bear yes and it, i'll show you a picture of this guy like he did look like he's a been bear. he's been proven to be Mental, mentally unstable and he has access to a weapon yeah because he was an armed yeah. guard um this is, this is he has bouts idea. of depression yeah which um, i mean hey like who doesn't he had but like, he had sensational mm. thoughts as a child he had those power control thoughts yeah. that he want to be yeah like i mean it's just it's it's it, all there's, there's little tiny pieces that are now getting it's all fused together yeah. and it's becoming uh, mark david chapman yeah <laughs> becoming the the dude um so he also so miles mcmanish also said that chapman referred to the song imagine as communist which was a big thing back then too everybody was scared of the commies yeah um 
So Jane Reeves, who was the sister of one of Chapman's best friends, said that Chapman, quote, seemed really angry toward John Lennon. And he kept saying he could not understand why John had John Lennon had said it, the it being that the Beatles were more popular than yeah. Jesus. And according to Mark, there should be nobody more popular than the Lord Jesus Christ. He mm. said it was blasphemy. And I think also it's it's a thing of... We're getting he, sensationalist. Yeah, but also like... You're like, why is he getting so mad? Because, like, you could be mad at a celebrity or something, but he trusted John Lennon. Like, yeah. he loved the Beatles. Like, look at all the people that their celebrity does something stupid. And, like, we'll take Reese Witherspoon, for example. Remember when Reese Witherspoon got fucking nailed for drunk driving and she's yelling at the cop going this was like a year or two ago and she goes oh, yeah. do you know who i am yeah and she even Ooh. came out and was like yeah i did this whoopsie daisy and nobody was like fuck reese witherspoon everybody was like holy shit big little lies is the best yeah <laughs> and it's also like like i can shit on some of the guys that have been accused of like sexual misconduct oh in, yeah and like fuck this guy but I heard the... Chris the, Brown. Yeah, right? I heard the news about um, Louis C.K. And then there were allegations. Oh, that was a bummer. It was such a bummer. And, like, he admitted to it. So, like, yes, it he did it. What he did was wrong. It sucks. Right. But, like, I was, I'm such a fan of his yeah, work. And it just sucked. sucks that, like... So, you can so, be disappointed, but you shouldn't be angry. Like, I mean, or I guess you can be angry, too, but not to the degree where he's, like, yeah, but, like he, fire and yeah, brimstone. But he, yeah, and he, like loved John Lennon and yeah. then he went and said this thing that really offended him and really got him pissed off and then right. now he's just fixated on it so like yeah. he's he's just upset well and I he's think. got like obsessive tendencies like yeah. look at Catcher in the Ride look at Around the World in 80 Days he went on a six week goddamn vacation yeah because of the book yes yeah um, I'm sorry I shouldn't say goddamn because Mark David Chapman is going to come and like yeah, right. my ass um so, additionally, Chapman's hatred of Lennon was influenced by reading about John Lennon's lifestyle in New York. And this is really, this is really, like, funny to me. He read about it in a library book. Like, you've got this bumpkin in fucking, like, a prayer group in Georgia who's hating on John Lennon real hard. At the library. At the library, yeah. God damn it. And that book was John Lennon One Day at a Time by Anthony Fawcett. Okay. And Have um, you read it? I have not. Um... But it was, like, the typical, like... Is it, like, a, living a biography? Bio. Yeah, it was, yeah. like, a typical bio. Um, so, according to to Chapman's wife, Gloria, uh, quote, he was really angry that Lennon would preach love and peace, but yet have millions of dollars. Which I can kind of... Like, I can see, like, Lennon... I, like, I, I He wanted see, him to be more like, philanthropic. Practice what you yeah. yeah, like, practice what you preach. Because I can... Like, I don't think it was, like... I don't know if it was, he was so pissed about the love and peace part, but, like, if Lennon's talking about imagine there's no poverty and then he's sitting pretty yeah, in Dakota. Yep, yep. And his, his see, idea of a sit-in is laying in bed with his wife all day, yeah. every day. Like, no, I, can I can see... I can understand that. Like, the hypocrisy of yeah, what he's saying and what he's doing. Yeah, I can understand being upset with that. I can, I, can, I can get on board with that. I don't know if I should be saying I can get on board with, John, with Mark David No, Chapman, but, like, but... At, at, it, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. Yeah. So, at this point in the story... I get his frustrations. Yes. There's yes. a couple red flags, but, like, overall, like, I mean, there's plenty, like, he's no different than, like, nowadays, yeah, nowadays Gen X or Gen yeah. Y or whatever they are. But now he's he's starting to get obsessive. He's reading books about him, getting more yeah. angry. Yeah. He's, he's kind of he's finding. He's fueling his own rage. Yeah, he's, he's finding like, things to get pissed like, about. separating yourself from this, being like, okay, I don't like John Lennon anymore. I'm just gonna, like, fuck off. Like, no, we're gonna get deeper into this. Yeah. So Chapman later said that Lennon, 
quote, told us to imagine no possessions, and there he was with millions of dollars and yachts and farms and country estates, laughing at people like me who had believed the lies and bought the records and built a big part of their lives around his music. I'm sorry. If John Lennon is laughing at Mark David Chapman, assuming he knows who he is, it's not going to be because he's fucking poor. It's going to be because he's a weird fucking dude. Yeah, well, he's not saying, like, him specifically. No, I know. People like him that have subscribed to the, oh, like, these guys are, like, so good. Like, yeah, what they, they're preaching like, is, oh, like... like... And look at the little people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, like I said, yeah, he didn't necessarily practice what he preached. Like, he was super into peace, and he also, like, beat the shit out of his wives. But, like... <sighs> I mean... I mean... That's not... It's not your place to then take him out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Chapman said that he chose John Lennon as his victim, like, at, like officially was like, I'm gonna kill this dude. Yeah. After seeing him on the cover of the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Mm. Um, and he also recalled listening to John Lennon's album, John Lennon slash Plastic Ono Band album, in the weeks before the murder. And Chapman said, I would listen to, to this music and I would get angry at him for saying he didn't believe in God, that he didn't believe in the Beatles. This was another thing that angered me, even though this record had been done at least 10 years previously. I just wanted to scream out loud, who does he think he is saying these things about God and heaven and the Beatles? He's grouping in like the Holy Trinity, God, heaven, Beatles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> saying he doesn't believe in Jesus and things like that. At mm. this point, my mind was going through a total blackness of anger and rage. So I brought the Lennon book home into this Catcher in the Rye million you where my mindset is holding caulfield and anti-phoniness so he is like yeah, becoming yeah just as much as he's obsessed with john lennon he's also obsessed with holden caulfield yeah and holden's whole thing was the phonies yeah oh yeah yeah but i just i'm sorry like this is what like the one direction fans are going to turn into with zane <laughs> this, is what, this is what's gonna happen one direction is modern someone, beatles some one direction kid is gonna like go out and like fucking murder zane allegedly um, <laughs> allegedly um it's gonna it, but it, probably um <laughs> and then they'll say that it was because of like fucking the fault in our stars or oh, looking Jesus for Jesus Christ <laughs> um you put the killing between your teeth and that's what I did to Zane um in September 1980, though, three months before the murder, mm. Chapman wrote a, a letter to his friend Lin- Linda Irish okay um Linda with a Y in which he said I'm going nuts and then in, mm. I'm like, honey, you're already there. And he also signed the letter, The Catcher in the Rye. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and this was around the time that Chapman allegedly began planning to murder John Lennon. I feel like we don't need to say allegedly with that. Like, he, he fucking killed John Lennon. Like, <laughs> that's not allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's like it's, it's been captured. No, it's, it's, al- been... it's alleged that's when he started to plan it. Uh, yeah. No, that would make more sense. That's, that's where the allegedly Word fits club. into the sentence. <laughs> So it's still Um, So Chapman has also said that he had an alternate list of people that he considered as potential victims. Really? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Who's on that list? Oh, oh, girl, wait. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Fucking wait. Okay, ready? Tell me. Ready? Tell me. David Bowie. Oh, shit. Bowie dodged a literal bullet. Johnny Carson. The late night TV host. Yes, yes. Walter Crock. Walter Cronkite? Walter Cronkite. Wasn't he, like, a news anchor? He was a news anchor. He was the one that, I believe... With the big mustache? With the big mustache that reported that um, Kennedy had been shot and, like, cried openly on the air. Oh, wow. I believe that was him. Um, Oh, shit. And speaking of... Former First Lady Jacqueline Onassis Kennedy. Oh my God! Which I'm sorry, you don't fucking touch. Wait, were Jackie all these pe- were all these people living in New York at the time? Um, possibly. 
possibly that would make a lot of sense because Johnny mean, Carson probably because he was late night host and, and was David, that filmed in New York? I, I think so. I, I think maybe. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Walter Cronkite definitely because he was a news reporter in New York. Yeah. Um, Jackie, Jackie. At this point, Jackie Kennedy, I believe, was married to that um, Onassis guy, so they probably could have been in New York too. Okay. And then um, Bowie's a. And then we'll I get to Bowie. We'll get to Bowie. I don't know. If and Bo- then the final two potential victims were Marlon Brando and Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Which I think oh, they were yeah. in California. Yeah, they were probably in California. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know if he was just fixated on... But he was in Hawaii, on, so he, could, he was making a trip either way. Yeah. I didn't know he, he was just fixated on New York for some reason. That's weird. No. Or I guess all these famous people kind of lived the fun, in All the famous two places. Um, however, John Lennon seemed to be the easiest to find in combination with... Yeah, the everyone, obvious obsession. Everyone with, knew he was at the fucking Dakota. Yeah. Um, so Chapman's planning has been described as, quote, muddled. Mm. Um, he went to New York in October 1980, so two months before he killed him, yeah. with the intention to kill Lennon, but he left in order to obtain ammunition from his unsuspecting friend, Dana Reeves, who was in Atlanta. Is this when he got that picture with Lennon? No, 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 no. That was the night he killed him. That was that was that night? That was that night. Oh, oh. I've got the picture. I've got the picture. I have the picture, um, too. And we'll upload the picture. Like, it'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, no, a, that's he, a creepy ass picture. Oh my god, so, oh it's god. so oh, creepy to think of girl. what happened. Oh girl, wait. Oh girl, wait. I can't wait to hear it. Um, so he went to his friend Dana and was like, "Yo, I need some like bullets, but don't ask me why." <laughs> and Dana was like, "Oh yeah, sure, fam." And <laughs> you're sure mentally stable? <laughs> yes. Um, by the way, have you heard the good news? Fuck John Lennon, right? Oh god. Um, so then in November 1980, Chapman returned to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, after being inspired by the film Ordinary People, he is just obsessed with he's like, obsessed with like, media pop culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, hey, so are we? Who are we gonna kill? <laughs> I know, but like, he, um. <laughs> like he he sees something and was like, this is life. Yes. No, he does. He doesn't have like the ability to distinguish between like what is real and what is fiction. Yeah. Um. So after being inspired by the film Ordinary People, which tells like the story of the accidental death of like the eldest son of like a wealthy family. Yeah. And how the aftermath of this death basically just tears the family apart. I think I remember that movie. And it, probably. And, like, I, I, it also, you can kind of understand it in the sense that he had, like, the unstable... He wasn't wealthy by any means, but he no. had the unstable home life. And that's basically what this is centered around, is somebody yeah. dies and then the family is just completely unstable. Yeah. Um, so after being inspired by this movie... Um, Chapman actually returned home to Hawaii and confessed to his wife, Gloria, that he had been obsessed with the idea of killing John Lennon. So he confessed it. He, he, t- he told people. He, like, in November. A month before he did it. Yeah, he went to her and he was like, he showed her the gun, he showed her the bullets, and oh she my God. didn't tell anyone. She didn't tell law enforcement. I didn't know any of she this. She didn't contact mental health services. This pisses me off. This makes me really mad that she didn't do A guy do with a history of mental illness confesses to you that he wants to kill somebody. And that he has everything he and, needs to do Yeah, and that he's it. following through. Yes. Like, he's been to New York yes. already and knows where John Lennon is, and he has the gun, and he has the bullets, and he has the, the will to do it. Yes. And she's like, all right. Yes. So then I don't know if it was through her encouragement or if it was his own idea, but Chapman made an appointment to see a clinical psychologist. Okay. But he failed to show up and instead flew back to New York on December 6th. <gasps> oh, God. Yeah. So he's unraveling fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is two days before. Yeah. Um, so at one point, he considered committing suicide by jumping from the Statue of Liberty. Ooh. Go big or go home. Whoa, am I right? What a fucking yeah. symbolic yeah. ass Go death. big or go jumping home. Jumping from the symbol of mm-hmm. liberty and freedom. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Um, give me your tired, your poor, your dead bodies. Just <laughs> all yearning to go flying. Jesus. Um, but he decided against it, obviously. Yeah. Um, Chapman says that he saw the message, thou shalt not kill on the television, and that the, and he noted that the commandment was also on a wall hanging that Gloria put up in their apartment. Wow. So she's all, thou she's, shalt not kill, and she's then she's trying, all like, unless it's John Lennon. <laughs> she's trying to, like, subtly be like, hey. No, 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 I think hey, that she dude, did that beforehand, before he- Hey, dude, don't do this. I think she did that before he, like, was like, by the way, speaking of thou shalt not kill. Yeah. I shalt kill. Yes. And it shalt be John Lennon. Um, so the night before the murder, Chapman and his wife talked on the phone about him getting help with his problems by first working on his relationship with God. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. Sure. No, like he, God, God can't help him here. He needs to go yeah, but if you're one to of those, a fucking hospital. If you're one of those people that is like so religious and you'll do everything by the Bible, like I thou shall not kill. I agree. Like, like, I think it's great if you've got like a strong faith and everything. I completely agree with that, but I don't sometimes think Sometimes your that, faith, like sometimes people's faith can save them, but sometimes also sometimes- Sometimes faith can save them, but he is so beyond the brink. Yeah. Like his faith has been perpetuating this, if anything, yeah. because of the whole, the reason he started hating on John Lennon so much was because of his faith. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. God, God, Jesus, Yahweh, like, all of them are like, yeah, don't hate. Yeah. And he's doing the opposite of all of that. Yep. Yep. I get that. Um, So, the day before Lennon's murder, Chapman accosted James Taylor, who was a singer-songwriter. Yes. Famously. Up. Yeah. I, I love him and I hate him. Poor, poor Carly Simon. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. Um, But he, but um, Chapman accosted James Taylor at the 72nd Street subway. And that's right by, um, yeah, that's right yeah. by, uh, Strawberry yeah. Fields, the yeah. Dakota, Dakota, basically. Yeah. Um, for anyone that doesn't know yeah. weird New York who ha- <laughs> geographic locations. If you've never been to New York, then like, who are you? Oh, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> Don't even with that. But, <laughs> but according to Taylor, um, he said, quote, the guy had sort of pinned me to the wall and was Ooh. listening. This is the, the, his songwriter comes out here and was glistening with maniacal sweat and talking some freak speak about what he was going to do and his stuff with how John Lennon was interested and he was going to get in touch with John Lennon. He's trying to confess to all these people. Yeah. Like, he's, he's trying to tell somebody. Yeah. But James Taylor was just like, okay, crazy. And, like, his yeah. wife was just like, we're going to pretend this isn't happening. I don't I don't really fault James Taylor in that situation. Yeah, I don't Because, either. like, I'm on the fucking subway. Leave me the fuck alone. Who is this dude? Yeah, I don't see... I, I don't think that he... I, I hope he doesn't blame himself. Um... So, so Lennon, or Lennon, yes. Um, Chapman MDC. also, yes. <laughs> MDC. Um, yes. Chapman also reportedly offered cocaine to a taxi driver. Oh, all right. So let's, let's, let's mix a little crazy drugs. with, yeah. Um, so we were talking about David Bowie, right? Yeah. And he was yeah. number one on the list yeah. after John Lennon. Like Wait, Lennon was that list happen. in order of like who he wanted to take out? Or was um, it just I like... alphabetized it, but Bowie was number one on the list. Oh. Yes. On the day of the murder, Bowie was appearing in The Elephant Man on Broadway. Oh, wow. So he was in New York at the time. Yes. So wait, um, I don't know if you have this information, but like if if he was going to fail and he wasn't going to be able to get Lennon, he was going to go and yep. 
That was his plan B? Listen, listen, girl, girl, listen. So Bowie, I had no knowledge of any of this stuff. Bowie later said, I was second on his list. Chapman had a front row ticket to the elephant, <gasps> out to the elephant man the next night. Oh my John God. and Yoko were supposed to sit in the front row that sh- for that show too. So the night after John Lennon was killed, there were three empty seats in the front row. Oh my God. I can't tell God. you how difficult that was to go on. I almost didn't make it through the performance. Holy shit. Well, fuck. I read that. I'm getting chills now. Like, I read I, I that ju- and yeah, I was like, I oh, literally just got goosebumps. Shit. Um, so on December 8th, 1980, okay. uh, Chapman left his room at the Sheraton Hotel and mm-hmm. bought a copy of Catcher in the Rye. You would think he'd already have one, but he probably left it he, at home, I'm saying. Yeah, and he yeah. probably needed the, the support of his fictional yeah. world to complete this. Yes. Um, and w- in the book, he wrote this, like, this underlined is my statement. And wow. he signed it, Holden Caulfield. Wow. We've reached he's, full break. Yeah, and he's yeah. deep in the throes of pop culture obsession yes. at this point. Um, so Chapman spent most of the day near the entrance to the Dakota, which is where Lennon lived, as we know. Yep, 72nd Street, and mm-hmm. uh, right at the 72nd Street Traverse by um, Central Park. Yep. Like, right yeah. across Literally the street from across Central Park. Street. Like, you've got, like, gorgeous views. Like it's Right amazing. now... Uh, if you go by the Dakota, across the street from that is Strawberry, Strawberry Fields, Fields yes. which is the, the memorial, the memorial to for John Lennon, Lennon. For yes. Lennon, and there named is, after one of the Beatles songs is Strawberry Fields. Yes, um, it's a gorgeous part of the park. Uh, if you've never been there, there is a mosaic on the ground that says right. "Imagine," and it's got like this black and white sunburst that comes out of it. And I actually, that's what I was going to, and I'll see if I can find the picture and we can I post it. I actually think I have. There might be, which is weird. A weird coincidence. I have a giant print of uh, the Imagine thing with roses on it in uh, my bathroom upstairs. Now, see, what I was going to say, I have... So, this, I guess now I can include... Spoiler alert, John Lennon dies. Um, Oh, oh, really? I know, right? Shocking. Who didn't Um, know? I thought he was still alive. Um, He... They made this memorial in Central Park, and on the 20th anniversary, Mm -hmm. my sister and I skipped school, and we went with our mom and our mom's best friend Mm -hmm. into the city, and we ended up going to... We totally... We blanked on it. We didn't even realize... You forgot that it was the day? We totally forgot it was the day, and we showed up to... We were like, let's go to, like, the Dakota. Let's go to Strawberry Fields. Like, we just were like, oh, let's do this. Like, it it was eerie in that sense that we were like, oh, let's go. Yeah. And we go, and it was the 20th anniversary, and people were basically in like in circles like around yeah. strawberry fields like the memorial holding hands and singing let it be wow and there were flowers all around like straw the yeah. strawberry fields there's like a plaque on like the, the, the sidewalk yeah like i said like the, middle. The, yeah. the mosaic that says imagine there were flowers all Beautiful. around that and i have a picture of that somewhere i think yeah. and somebody told us we had missed yoko ono by like an hour if oh that. wow and that she comes every year to that spot Really, and just kind of mourns him for a little while, and meets with fans Aww. and talks to them, which also Funny. very brave. Like, yeah. this is right outside the Dakota, which is where your husband got murdered, and you're going to continue to like go out and like meet with fans, which is how he died, and all that well, other the stuff. Fact like that, the fact, like, it's very brave of her, and also, um, uh, yeah, it must be hard to go back to that yeah. that spot, but like. They made a beautiful memorial there. Oh, they did. Like, I, I'm going to try stunning. to find the picture yeah. because it's really gorgeous. 
Um, especially like on that day, yeah. like it's especially like no beautiful. matter when you go, if you yeah. want to go and like it's visit so it, nice. There's it's so pretty. Almost, I would say about ninety nine percent of the time there's someone busking and playing right. Beatles songs. Right. So like you'll have a good time if 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 you yeah. want to like see it and kind of uh, pay your respects and just see how pretty it is. Absolutely. And, and how and how 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 they made something beautiful out of a tragedy yeah definitely yeah. and and but that is my story that is yes. my connection to the murder of john lennon and actually i came back to school like the next school day and my chemistry teacher mr pardee yeah was like where were you and i explained that i had gone to the beatles like to the john lennon memorial yeah. and that all that other stuff and he was like oh my god you're a beatles fan i'm a beatles fan and he was like he was like losing his mind he was so excited <laughs> and he has an album there's it's a limited release early beatles album wow that has either songs that were not that aren't as well known that weren't immediately released yeah or like that had never otherwise been released or certain um like re not not, not like recuts but like famous Beatles songs before they were famous. Yeah. Like, before they, like... like the studio Jazzed sessions. them up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he had this, like, vinyl album, and he took the time to record it onto a CD for me Aww. and burn it to a CD. What a cutie. And I love him to pieces. Like, Mr. Party, you are still one of, like, my favorite teachers. Um, That's so cute. And he gave it to me, and, he, and like, and he wrote on it. He was, like, like, Beatles rarities and all that other stuff. I still have the CD. Like, I still listen to it. That's it's adorable. amazing. And just the fact that he would also take the time to do that for me. But it was, like, it was so great to, like, geek out on that with him. Yeah, and listen to all those, like, cool different recordings of famous songs that you already know. Yeah, and songs that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so that was great. That was great. So now uh, he wrote, uh, Mark David Chapman wrote in the book. Yeah, he wrote in the book. So he spent the most of the day near the entrance to the Dakota. Yeah. um, And he was talking to fans. He was talking to the doorman, which I think is really eerie, too. Um, and then early in the morning, Chapman was distracted and he missed seeing Lennon step out of a cab and go inside the Dakota. So the first time he fucking missed him. So he missed it. He missed it. And that, I'm like, oh, there was an angel and the angel took its break and that's when Lennon died. Yeah. Um, so later on in the morning, Chapman actually met Lennon's housekeeper. Ooh. Who was returning from a walk with their, with John and Yoko's five-year-old son, Sean. <gasps> yeah. Oh, creepy. And Chapman reached in front of the housekeeper to shake Sean's hand. Oh. And he said he was a beautiful boy, which is quoting Lennon's song about Sean, beautiful boy, darling boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so real, real creepy. No, real, if you're like so- imagine like shaking the hand of your father's killer hours before he kills your dad. Yeah, and also at um, five. Also don't talk to strangers. Yeah, and something I really <laughs> don't agree with is if you are into like like going up and seeing famous people, they they signed up for this shit. They're yeah, the kids they're celebrities. Not. The kids did not leave if the you kids see, out of it. If you see a celebrity and they're with their children, do not go up to them. Yeah, that is the so alone. inappropriate. Leave the, kids alone. the poor kid only knows this person as their mom or dad. And yeah. like you're making it so weird. Please yeah. don't oh my god, it's so creepy. Don't yeah. go up to celebrities' kids. No, no. Unless I they're celebrities themselves. I was gonna say, yeah, that's the one like like Sean Astin and Patty Duke. Yeah, like if you see like Goldie Hawn <laughs> that's and like my first yeah. That's the first and like Kate, Kate Hudson, Hudson and that was my and, first one. And the other one. Oliver Hudson. The other yeah. one. And then <laughs> there's there's the other ones that are the Russell kids, right? Yeah. That are still Goldie yeah. Hawn's kids. Yeah. She's got a. And one of his. I believe it was one of, of them over there. I don't. Maybe it wasn't one of his kids. 
I think it was one of his kids was the one that was on the Black Mirror episode. Yes, with yes, the video it was. Game. Yeah, it was him. And then he's also in Table Nineteen. Yes, he was. He was because I, I watched that on a plane and I was like, oh shit, it's that guy. He's he's a cute. But yeah, so don't but talk yeah. to celebrities. Yeah, it's fucking creepy don't. shit. Like, come on, come on, don't be that guy or girl. Yeah. Um. Now, if they saw somebody hanging outside pretty much all day of some celebrity's house, they'd be like, hey, move the fuck along. You would think that, but no. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, that's creepy. Not saying that my mom's sister and I did that, because never, but also we did. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Jesus. So around 5 p.m., John and Yoko left the Dakota for a recording session at Record Plant Studios. Okay. And as they walked to their limousine, Chapman shook hands with Lennon and asked him to sign a copy of Double Fantasy, which is the album he and Yoko Ono had released earlier that year. Okay. Um, amateur, this, this is the picture? This is the picture. Yes. Amateur photographer Paul Gorish took a photo of Lennon signing Chapman's album. Yeah. And in a later interview, Chapman said that he actually tried to get Gorish to stay, which I can't help but wonder was he wanted Gorish to photograph him killing Lennon. Wow. Um, that would have been... And he also asked another Lennon fan who was lingering at the building's entrance to go out with him that night to the movies. Mm. This Creepy. is where No. This is where, like... There's all those what ifs. Yeah. Chapman said that if the girl had accepted his invitation or if Gorish had stayed, he probably wouldn't have murdered John Lennon. Yeah, and like those. Two I disagree about the Gorish thing, but no. like if he had left with that girl, uh, yeah, but then those, he wouldn't have killed. Yeah, him. and those two people can't blame themselves because oh who no, they can't. Would but it's like fucking thought. Yeah, but it's like all of these little like circumstances, like if his wife had called the cops, if like yeah. he yeah. like didn't, if he had gone it's, to see yeah. the psychiatrist, if he had I done mean, this, if he had done that. It's what if, what if, what if, and like if he had missed Lennon a second time, yeah. like maybe so, he would have just gotten frustrated and then left. Yeah. Um, he did say that he possibly would have tried a different day though. Mm. Um. So then. At around 10.50 p.m., John Lennon and Yoko Ono returned to the Dakota in their limousine. They got out of the vehicle and passed Chapman and walked toward the archway entrance of the building. Um, From the street behind them, Chapman softly called out Mr. Lennon, dropped into a crouched position, and fired five shots from a .38 special revolver, four of which hit Lennon in the back and shoulder, puncturing his left lung and left subclavian artery. Um, However, Chapman says he doesn't recall saying anything to Lennon, and that Lennon did not turn around. Okay. Um, he must have been hopped up on so much adrenaline I was that gonna, he just... And if he's offering a taxi driver cocaine, hopped up on other stuff too. Maybe. Yeah, possibly. Um, so Chapman remained at the scene and appeared to be reading the catcher in the rye when the police arrived yeah. and arrested him immediately. Yeah. Like, just nonchalantly sits down and reads a book. Well, he knew that that was it. Yeah. He came to what came, he wanted to do. He, he, was, he, he did what he came for. He was a textbook mission control killer yeah absolutely he and he, he had, just shut down after that yeah was he like, had okay. one thought he's like this is my mission this is what i have to do i'm doing it for the greater good uh, john lennon talks shit about jesus yeah and now he's gotta now go he's gonna pay and he ain't gonna see jesus yeah. and um, my connection with this case is uh beatles came on in the car when i was with my dad a couple of days ago and he was like i was in the city that night <gasps> yeah. your dad has so many connections okay Go, like so many connections to so many like events and people that yeah it's have weird existed. but um uh yeah he was he was in the city that night he was telling me um i like kind of subtly was like hey what the fuck was with that <laughs> so he was uh he was downtown <laughs> your dad does he was downtown he was with 
um, like three friends. They were on like I guess like a double date or something like that. And they had there just was gotten... someone pre-mom? Yeah. <gasps> no. Uh, they were on... Uh, they were going to a concert. I think he said it was, like, Marshall Tucker Band or some shit like that. He wasn't going to see the Elephant Man? No. Oh, God. <laughs> that would have been way too creepy. So, um... Yeah, he was at a concert that night. They had just gotten out of the concert around, like... Like, midnight ish, yeah, like something like that. Like, yeah. yeah, so he he gets out and he's all the way downtown, yeah, like at a show in like the village. Yeah, he gets out and goes into the subway, and people are freaking the fuck out. Like, how do nudes travel that fast? There was no like, yeah, but I mean, there was radio and like news and stuff but there wasn't like but like everybody listened to the radio back then too i know everybody watched there the wasn't news. like social media but the fact that within maybe a half hour of it happening right it had already made it all the way downtown right and Oof. like they were they had Oof. just gotten out of their concert and they were like what the fuck is going on and like somebody had to like he he said he found out on the subway somebody said like hey the john lennon died and they yeah. were like, what? Like, everyone was just so confused. That's that's the reaction when you hear something like that. It's like, wait, what? Right. Like, I remember hearing that, um, I mean, it's not comparable, but I remember hearing that Michael Jackson I was died. just thinking about the Michael I Jackson. I remember yeah. the moment I heard, and I was like... I was like, in the shower. I was, I was working. I, uh, it was over the summer, and I, yeah. was, I, was, uh, I was working as, as a lifeguard. And I just remember someone coming down from the office and saying, Michael Jackson died. Yeah, and everybody and like, was like, and everybody, and what? I, I remember also, so that day I was kind of like down, because I, I watched a lot of TV land as a kid, Yeah, and I was a little down because Farrah Fawcett had had such a terrible battle with cancer, and she died she that died day that as morning. well. She died yeah. that morning. Yeah. And... I remember hearing that before I had left for work, and yeah. then when I was at work, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Well, yeah, no, so I was taking a shower, and I get out of the, sh I had like those little shower radios, so I hear it on the radio, and I immediately, like, I've still got soap in my hair, and I'm like out of the shower, and I'm like, mom, mom, and my mom comes running up the stairs, and... She's like, Caitlin, did you hear? And I'm like, Mom, did you hear? And at the same time, I go, Michael Jackson died. My mom goes, your history teacher got fired. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, so, like, all right. So, we were like, we have different priorities. Well. <laughs> and but, then we both were like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then, like, one more quick thing. I remember uh, where I was when I heard that, um, what the fuck? Prince died. Yeah, oh, that was it. Oh, God. I was on a road trip with you two were, friends yes i was were. on a road trip with two friends we were in like a weird diner in virginia and the waitress came over and was like can i take your order also princess Dad. she was like <laughs> she no she like she had taken our order already and she just came over like i guess she just needed to tell somebody yeah like she was so like as that, flustered as, as it does she as came over happens. and she's like guys prince died and we were like what that was that was wild and it actually it just recently came out too that it was because he had like a fentanyl bunch of, yeah. yeah yeah and it was yeah. like painkillers in yep. his system and that's so tragic i know that's really no. fucked up michael and i were sitting in a restaurant a year ago we were going to see parachute um and we were talking about like oh it's so it's so tragic like poor prince blah 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 and we were like how long ago was it it was like a couple months ago right that he died or whatever like we were like trying to figure year. it out we looked up there were like tvs in the restaurant we looked up and immediately right after that a news thing came up and it was like it has been a year today that prince died yeah and we were like oh shit it was like april 20th <laughs> it 2016. was yeah 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 because that's when i was on my road trip that was but yeah that, that was a year before fun. i was going to see parachute <laughs> yeah 
Um, but yeah, so okay, so back to so back yeah, to that so, night. so they, the police the come. police came and arrested him immediately, and the first responders that arrived on the scene recognized that Lennon's wounds were severe and decided not to wait for an ambulance. And I started reading this, and I was like, "What the fuck? They didn't wait." No, they instead threw him into a squad car and rushed him to Roosevelt <gasps> Hospital. Ooh. He wasn't dead on the scene. He wasn't dead on the scene. He got shot at around 10.50 p.m. Um, he was pronounced dead at 11.07 p.m. by Dr. Stephen Lynn. Wow. So within, like, 15 minutes, he was dead, but he was not dead immediately. Yeah, you gotta wonder, like, what if they had waited for the... The ambulance? The then ambulance. he would have been fucking dead. But, like... The fact that they saw that this was such a severe thing, and they were like, "Okay, we're we're just gonna yeah throw caution for someone so famous, and, yeah, and so uh, and so beloved, yeah." Um, but so in in a statement to the police three hours later, Chapman stated, um, "I'm sure the big part of me is holding Caulfield, who is the main person in the book. The small part of me must be the devil." So he is clearly he's mission control killer because he. He had his sights set on one thing, and he went and did it, and he thought he was doing it for a certain reason. But he also might be um, visionary. A visionary yeah. killer is someone who thinks that um, a force outside of themselves is forcing them to do this. Right. So maybe he thinks either the devil, or maybe he thinks, like, Holden Caulfield, a fictional character, is driving him to do this. Right. Right. So that's that's weird. Yeah, no, it's it's very it's eerie. Yeah. Um and then the fact that he goes from like God, 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 God and now he's like Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's yeah. Um but he also told the police that he had used hollow point bullets because quote they are more deadly. Yeah. And quote to ensure Lennon's death. Ooh. Like he was going yeah, for he def- he, Yeah, he he wanted to kill. He, he didn't want to injure. Gold. Yeah. Um Lennon was charged with second degree murder. Mm. This pisses me off gloria his wife yeah despite knowing of her husband's preparations for killing john lennon and doing nothing to report it nothing to prevent it was not charged wow i'm sorry like that's that's bull now that is bull now if if that had happened now yeah she, she would have been charged oh yeah like we've we've got that girl the the wife of the pulse nightclub shooter yeah. She was she was recently acquitted, but yeah, she it was, was investigated. Like, she was investigated. They like they did a whole thing. Pulse was what like a year or two ago and she like they went through and they were like, "Yo, like yeah. let's see." And no, no, Gloria didn't get a damn thing. Yeah. Um Chapman later actually said that he harbored a quote deep-seated resentment towards his wife. Quote, that she didn't go to somebody, even the police, and say, look, my husband's bought a gun and he says he's going to kill John Lennon. Mm. So, like, even Mark David Chapman, like, basically confirms that when he went to her, to her it was a cry for help. Yeah. And that she did fucking yes. nothing. So, like, I'm not saying that this is her fault, but also this is her fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, over a dozen psychologists and psychiatrists interviewed Chapman in the six months prior to his trial. Yeah. Um, three of them were for the prosecution. Six of them were for the defense, mm-hmm. and then all the rest were on behalf of the court. Yeah. Uh, all six of the defense experts concluded that Chapman was psychotic. Um, the three prosecution experts concluded that his delusions fell short of psychosis, and instead they diagnosed various personality disordered disorders. Mm-hmm. And the court-appointed experts concurred with the prosecution's examiners that he was delusional. And Clearly. They, but they said he was competent to stand trial. Yeah, I've heard it's very hard to get um to get 
approved for incompetence to stand on trial. Like, there's multiple tests you have to go through, and you have to be extremely fucked up yeah to not be mentally competent enough to go on trial um but so but the fact that it was premeditated and everything it's like you knew what you were doing right right yeah it's not like a spur of the moment like thing that happened like you had been planning this for a while yeah even that day you could say like maybe he had been planning it for a while and then that day he got cold feet but like he was in front of the dakota all day he knew what he was doing right yeah um so reverend charles mcgowan who was the pastor of chapman's old presbyterian church chapel woods presbyterian in decatur uh-huh. um georgia visited chapman and told him that he believed that religion was the reason for his crime mm-hmm. um he mcgowan said i believe there was a demonic power at work um, and Chapman initially was, like, immediately, like, re-embraced Presbyterianism with, like, an extreme fervor. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, McGowan revealed to the rep- to the press that Chapman had told him in confidence um, that, like, he agreed with him, basically, and that he was like, oh, yeah, no, I think that it was, like, religion and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, Chapman renounced his faith. And reverted to his initial explanation that he had killed John Lennon to promote the reading of Catcher in the Rye. Jesus. Um, People asked him why it was so important for him to read the book. And Chapman said that he didn't know and he didn't care, quote, didn't really care either. That was not his job. Hmm. Um, So it's just like it. He was clearly just like. Do you have the figures on like what the sales of. I don't. I should have gotten a hold of that. Like. In the months following, how many people I don't, heard that and read the book? I don't, but I do know that in February 1981, Chapman sent a handwritten letter to the New York Times urging everyone to read it mm. and called it, quote, an extraordinary book that holds many answers. Wow. Yeah. Creepy. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and so in terms of, like, popular culture... Obviously, John Lennon is a big one. Yes, um, obviously. The first lawyer that Chapman was appointed by the courts, Herbert Albert Alderberg, actually withdrew from the case yeah. because he was getting death threats from John Lennon fans. Wow. And police were actually so worried that fans might storm the hospital that they chance- that they transferred Chapman to Rikers Island for his personal safety. Yeah. Um, which is like, Rikers is like a super, like, high security, high security yeah. prison. And, like, he clearly wasn't going to do any of this again. Like, it was just... He was... Well, he was he was one and done. He yeah. he did it, sat down, but and started reading the book. Molly, you in danger, girl. Um, so, the defense team tried to claim that Chapman was insane. Yeah. And Chapman did not like that. He he would have gotten a lesser sentence. He would have just been sent to a mental hospital. Like, yeah, if it would he have just been sat down and accepted it. He refused to admit that he was crazy. Yeah. And in June 1981, he told his new lawyer, um, who was Jonathan Marks, that he would not plead guilty by reason of insanity and that he wanted to just plead guilty. Hmm. Um, and Marks had serious questions over that and, like, really objected and he legally challenged Chapman's competence to make this decision. Wow. And a lot of, like, psychologists and psychiatrists and everything have since written books. Um, one of them was... I'm trying to find her name. 
We'll, um, we'll get the list of, of books that were written yeah, but one of them, about the she, case yeah, on the, she wrote uh, the a website. Book, though, where she was like, this proves that Chapman was insane. Yeah. That he wouldn't plead guilty by reason of insanity. And there's, like, lots of claims that, like, it was almost a mistrial. Yeah. Um, because people just kind of, like, took what he said at face value. Yep. Um, so in he it never went to trial as a result because Chapman was like, I'm going to plead guilty. Yeah. Um, so in the pursuant hearing on June 22nd, 1981, Chapman said that God had told him to plead guilty and that he would not change his plea or ever appeal regardless of the sentence. Yeah. Um, they, the judge, like, didn't really go for a further assessment. He was like, Chapman made his decision. He's got free will. Like, he's competent to plead guilty. And so on um, August 24th, 1981, they just went straight to sentencing. Mm-hmm. Um, the district attorney said that Chapman committed murder as an easy route to fame. Yeah. And when Chapman was asked if he had anything to say, he rose and read a passage from Chap- from Catcher in the Rye when Holden tells his little sister Phoebe what he wants to do with his life. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and so the passage goes, anyway, I keep picturing all these little kids playing some game in this big field of rye and all. Thousands of little kids and nobody's playing. I mean, and nobody's around. Nobody big, I mean, except me. And I'm standing on the edge of some crazy cliff. What I have to do, I have to catch everybody if they start going over the hill. I mean, if they're running and they don't look where they're going, I have to come out from somewhere and catch them. That's all I do all day. I'd just be the catcher in the rye and all. The judge sentenced Chapman to 20 years to life and ordered that he receive psychiatric treatment during his incarceration. Now, remember, like, so Chapman was given five years less than the maximum sentence yeah. because he pleaded guilty immediately. Yep. Um, and that, and basically they, like, rewarded him because then they didn't have to spend time or money on a trial. Yeah. Um, he was sentenced to prison and he went to Attica, which is outside of Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. He was confined to a special handling unit or, for my Orange is the New Black fans, the shoe. Um, and that was for, that's meant for violent and at-risk patients. Okay. They put him there for his safety. Yeah. Because they were worried that, like, he might be, like, harmed by John Lennon fans or Beatles fans in the prison. Yeah. Um, in February 1982, Chapman fasted for 26 days, at which point the New York State Supreme Court authorized the state to force feed him. Whoa. Yes. Um, Martin Von Holden, the director of the Central New York Psychiatric Center, said that Chapman still refused to eat with his fellow inmates, but he agreed to take liquid nutrients. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Jesus. Um, So during his time, he has worked as a legal clerk and a kitchen helper, but he was prohibited from participating in the Cephas Attica Workshops, which is a charitable organization that helps inmates adjust to life outside prison. So they're like, don't even bother. You're not getting out. Yeah. Um, he was also atten- he was also banned from attending the prison's violence and anger management classes because again, they were concerned for his safety. Wow. They were worried that people they wouldn't who let are him angry go- well, were he going to like take him he out. Wasn't, yeah, but he wasn't really angry. He was just No, but he wanted to go and they were like, You cannot. Wow. Because you'll get your ass kicked. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yes. Um he is, however, this again, this drives me crazy. He is in the family reunion program and is allowed one conjugal visit per year with his wife, Gloria, with whom he is still with. Um, And that's because he accepted solitary confinement. He gets one 48-hour, 42-hour visit alone in his wife in a special, like, prison home. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, how creepy is that? Yes. 
And on May fifteenth, um, in May well, May fifteenth, two thousand twelve, he was transferred to the Wend or Wendy W E N D E Correctional Facility in Alden, New York. Mm-hmm. And remember how he said he would never like he was like I'm just gonna plead guilty and like serve my time and I'm yeah. not gonna appeal or anything. Oh, like he that. went for an appeal, of course. He was eligible for parole in two thousand. Since then, he has applied for and been denied parole nine times. Holy shit! They really love John Lennon. Yeah. Um. And at his parole board hearing in 2004, he described his plans of what he'd do if he got out. Mm. And he said, I would immediately try to find a job. And I really want to go from place to place, at least in the state, church to church, and tell people what happened to me and point them the way to Christ. No. <laughs> no. He also he said. He would never be able to get a job. Oh, everyone knows. Not. Everyone knows what he did. Oh, he would never be able to get a job. And they all said that you would never get a job. And he said that there was a possibility he could find work as a farmhand or return to his previous job as a printer. Not the physical job but like the trade yeah yeah i yeah i think you have delusions of grandeur sir a little bit um and so he refused to do any interviews any any from prison from prison like at all in general yeah um until james r Gaines convinced him to do a three-part interview eighteen thousand words for people magazine and that's what a lot of people know him from yes is that big expose in february it was like published in february and march 1987 yep and chapman actually later told the parole board that he regretted giving the interview oh wow um he but he did give a series of audio tapes to a to writer jack jones who ended up publishing a book called let me take you down inside the mind of mark david chapman the man who killed john lennon Ooh, creepy yes also in 1992, Chapman gave two TV interviews. One was 2020 with Barbara Walters, and then the other was, and that was on December 4th, 1992. Like a week later, two weeks later, on December 17th, 1992, Larry King interviewed him on his show. And in 2000, did, with, did they come to the prison? I don't know. Him? I don't think they, so. They wouldn't, like, he I, wouldn't have been allowed to go to yeah, the studio. Yeah. I, maybe it was a phone interview? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think it had to be, like, maybe a phone interview, because if he's in solitary, I don't think they would allow him yeah, to Yeah, the interviews like that. But then again, he did have vis- visitors in terms of his wife and his family, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, Jack Jones, the writer, initially asked Chapman to tell his story for a court TV program called Mugshots, but Chapman initially was like, I'm not going on camera. However... After preying on it, oh god, he released audio tapes. Yeah, like I'm sorry, you gotta you gotta get rid of the prayer. Like it's not helping you. Yeah, like so. What people most remember nowadays is in 2007 a movie was made called Chapter 27, which stars Jared Leto as Mark David Chapman. He gained a ton of weight. He got gout as a result. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, I saw the pictures of him as. Mark yeah, David Chapman. It, and it's eerie. They do look a lot alike. They look a lot alike when um, he gained all that weight. Yeah, it's and that's crazy. because Leto is so method, too. Yeah. Um, and Lindsay Lohan was also in the film. She played a girl named Jude, and the character was allegedly inspired by the girl Chapman says he met when he was plotting to kill Lennon ah. and who he would have not committed the murder for if they had gone to the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, the film was written and directed by Jarrett Schaefer and is based on Jack Jones's book that he wrote okay. about the audio tapes. All right. Um, and the film's title is a reference to Catcher in the Rye, which has 26 chapters. So this is chapter uh, 27. Oh, so this is, yeah. Okay. Um, and it premiered at Sundance in January 2007 and then went on to a limited release in theaters um, over a year later in March 2008. And the film received mixed reviews. Yeah. 
but some people think it glorifies him yes. yeah yeah that, that's the that's the the thing you have to deal with with a biopic or a movie about any person oh, that yeah. has killed people oh yeah yeah you have to deal with is it glorifying them right well and that's the thing because sean lennon responded negatively to the film and he also claimed john lennon's son yes Wow. And he claimed the involvement with Lindsay Lohan was tacky because she was going through all that shit all the time. Yes. And everybody was, like, going in to basically just see, is she off a rocker? Yeah. Like, putting uber, like, uber famous people in this movie. Is it, like, tacky? Not really Jared Leto, but Lindsay Lohan was the big, like, draw for a lot of people. Yeah. Because it sounds like Leto took the role very seriously with gaining all the weight and, like, really getting into, like, into character as Mark David Chapman. Like, he didn't do it as, like, a publicity stunt. He did it, like, really yeah. intense. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever seen um, Requiem for a Dream. Right. Whew, yeah. He knows how to be fucked up. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much in Suicide Squad, but <laughs> uh. <laughs> we could pretend that one didn't happen. Ooh. Um, and, and Yoko Ono also refused to comment on or watch the movie. Wow. Didn't yeah. even want to see it. Didn't even I, want I mean, to see I mean, I can... I can understand. Oh, absolutely. I don't blame her at all. Oh, absolutely. Um, and there was actually another feature film made about it called The T- the Killing of John Lennon. The Tilling of John Lennon. Um, and that starred Jonas Ball as Chapman. And it documents his life, like, Chapman's life throughout, like, up until the murder. Oh, okay. And so it's more of, like, a biopic about... It is more of a biopic. Yeah. Um, and Ball has said that he, in addition to, like, acting, obviously, as Chapman, he narrates the film. Okay. And all the words are apparently Chapman's own. Wow. From all the tapes and shit? Yeah. Whoa. Um, that's crazy. So, it's just, it's absolutely nuts. And he's been featured in music as well. Um, in 1982, so two years after Lennon died, Rhino Records released a compilation of Beatles-related novelty and parody songs uh-huh. called Beatles Songs. And the original album, This Makes Me Mad, featured a cover design by William Stout that included caricatures of multiple people, including Chapman, who was helping hold a sign that read, We Love You, Beatles. And understandably... Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. And people got pissed. Yeah, no shit. And Rhino had to recall the record soon after its release and replace it with a different cover. Wow. That's fucked up. Yep. Who thought that was okay? I I can't I can't understand. I can't I can't understand like who greenlit that. And yeah. Rhino Records is relatively big. Yeah, and like, that has to go through like you don't just so release, many people yeah. have to be like yeah that's a good idea. You don't just release a record. <laughs> it and goes he's, through. He's very recognizable too. Like he's front almost center. Like yeah, I saw right the cover. The forefront. Yeah, I saw the cover, and he's got um, we'll like those. It, he's got the serial killer glasses. Yeah, he's got a very recognizable face, yeah. and he's got that fucking sign. Yeah. Um, and so, but that's not the only like musical references. Um, the Cranberries also recorded a song called "I Just Shot John Lennon" for their 1996 album "To the Faithful Departed," um, R.I.P. Because their lead singer recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the title of the song actually comes from Chapman's own words. Wow. And the song mentions events that took place outside the Dakota on the night of Lennon's murder, with lyrics like, "It was a fearful night of April." Blah, I can't speak. April. Yeah, he died in April. Um, it was the fearful night of December 8th. He was returning home from the studio late. He had perceptively known that it wouldn't be nice because in 1980 he paid the price. Hmm. And with a Smith & Wesson point thirty eight, John Lennon's life was no longer a debate. 
He should have stayed at home. He should have never cared. And the man who took his life declared, he said, I just shot John Lennon. Wow. Yeah. They, they shit. They did it pretty well. They did a pretty good job. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's it. That, that's I all. mean, there's more, but it's mostly there's a lot of books. Well, um, we're gonna we're gonna put a list of yeah. all of the books. We're gonna put um, a list of all the songs because yeah, there were more, but the cranberries is the best known. Yeah, hopefully, like links to the songs if we can we can grab those. Oh, we can grab them. Um. Oh. So I'll oh, grab you. Okay. So um, I'm going to just say how you can find all that information. Yes. Because we have a website. It is uh, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. So if you go there. And then you go to um, you go to all of the uh, the links at the top. It'll be like things to watch, things to listen to, things to read. So uh, if you just go there, or if you want to use the search bar at the bottom, you search by the episode number. So type in like episode four, five, six, whatever it is. Um, type in the episode number, and everything from this episode mm-hmm. should be linked to that. So if you want to find out any of the information, read any of the books. We have um, links to all of our social media on there. We have links to um, Goodreads where you can find all the reading lists. All we have books. links to uh, Spotify where we're going to make yep. playlists yep. that have all the songs that we reference and uh, and maybe some Beatles songs in there, some of our faves. Yeah, no, I'm we can, cool with that. We, we got to put Strawberry Fields in there. Got to put oh, Strawberry Lord. Fields. Let it be. I love. Lord. Actually, my favorite Beatles song is uh not even like a very super famous one i just like here comes the sun oh it's no, just such I a like fucking cute one. song it's so cute i love that cu- no, i love I that agree. song it's so cute i agree um, or like yellow submarine yes yeah cute little stuff like, like that yeah. so um so yeah we're gonna put links to all that stuff um well there'll be links in the description as well to the uh the website which will have everything else on it yep so um thanks for listening yeah. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, that's a, a famous one. So it's 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 a pretty long one that we had to yeah. go through. But, um, yeah, it was a bit. But, yeah. I mean, so, I think it's so, so much information so much that information. I had so no clue about. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's just, damn, man. And R.I.P. John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could have done so much more. He could have. He could have done another bed sit-in. Bed-in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the the stuff that that happened because of his yeah, death. All of the catalysts that led up to that moment was yeah. It was, there were quite a few. Yeah. So um, yeah. Thanks for listening, and we release every Tuesday. All right. So uh, we hope to hear you uh, have you here next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.